This is The Sean Prue Show on Canada Talks, Sirius XM 167. And if that got your toe tapping, your hips shaking, your shoulders shimmying in any way, you've picked a good episode of The Sean Prue Show to listen to. We're going to be talking to the party producer uh, in just a second, and later on in the show, the perfumer, and then the guy who says he's got a heroin cure. It's kind of like Rosie O'Donnell once said, Sean Prue, what you going to do? Uh, well, you're going to listen to the Sean Prue show this weekend and every weekend here on end because I just think if you don't, you're pretty much punishing yourself. And let's just think about this. You're attractive, you're smart, you're sexy. Why would you punish yourself like this? Uh, appointment radio is underway here on Sirius XM Canada Talks channel 167. First guest up this hour his name is Robert, or maybe he likes Robert Vizina. He's joining us from Montreal to talk about uh, one of the best, longest-running parties for a cause I've ever known. It's called Black and Blue. Bonjour, Monsieur Savin. Hello, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Is it Robert or Robert? Both. We're bilingual in Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> well, some of you aren't as flexible as others. Robert. Yes. <laughs> so uh, I'm happy to have you on and happy to um, uh, lend a hand to uh, you guys are approaching 30 years of doing this party. Correct. Next year. I mean, you know that. You know that. Yes. <laughs> but the audience doesn't. Uh, how long have you been involved? Let's start there. Uh, I'm the founder, actually. Shut yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then, then, then let's go back. 30 years. I'm shocked because I've seen your headshot and you don't look 30. Well, thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's called a, a, an attempt at recovery. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Uh, no, so, so take us back 30 years. Why? And then tell us now 30 years later. Why? Well, actually, okay, 30 years, late, uh, 30 years ago, um, me and some of my good friends were like going to, you know, like the black party in New York or the white party in Miami and stuff like that. And we didn't uh, see anything like it in, um, in Canada or, or Montreal or even Toronto. And we thought, why don't we do a party like that here in Montreal? And we chose uh, Canadian Thanksgiving and U.S. Columbus Day weekend because nothing was happening on the circuit. And we thought of black and blue because uh, we liked uh, the colors, but also because blue means French. And uh, we didn't really see a white party in Montreal. You know what I mean? So, so we base ourselves on black and blue. That's so I always like to say for Mrs. Buggins, who's our top fan listening in, um, in uh, the Bible Belt, uh, what is a circuit party and what was and is the white party and the black party? Okay. Well, the, circuit, well, the typical circuit party is like a, a gay gathering, uh, dance-oriented, of course, with DJs, geared towards the gay community. And some of them have been going on for years and years, like the Black Party in New York. Uh, but there's also the White Party in Palm Springs, the White Party in Miami. Those are, you know, the, the grandfathers of the gay parties. And then Black and Blue is just, you know, not that further down in terms of uh, history. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's uh, basically people who, like, travel from different cities to go to one city to enjoy a big party and, uh, you know, get together with all their friends from a bit everywhere. And that's why they and call it the circuit, because that's exactly. the circuit. You're, you're doing the circuit. Yeah, right. and some people, do, you know, during the year, they'll go, to, they'll go to Palm Springs, and they'll go to Miami, and they'll go to Montreal, they'll go to New York. And Mrs. Buggins loves this show so much, Robert, because uh, she learns so much. Now, you attached... 
as these parties attach uh, to a cause. And it might seem obvious um, why the cause of uh, HIV and AIDS. But as we um, have progressed so much over the last 30 years, and that is not without problems, that is not without stigma, that is not without um, the new frontier of a first generation of people who are HIV positive, approaching old age, thank you Jesus, uh, or whoever you believe in, universe, love, God, Allah, whatever, thank you. Um, What's different now and why is there still a need beside a really good time to be raising some money for the cause? Okay, well, the whole the whole event is put on by a foundation that's a nonprofit organization called the BBCM Foundation, and the foundation um, early on decided to choose the cause of HIV/AIDS, but not the research aspect. Really, the the help to people who are affected by it. So we've been giving a lot of money to uh, groups that actually help people who uh, who live with the disease, and there's still a lot of needs out there. Um, a lot of the pharmaceuticals in the recent years have dropped their sponsorship money to a lot of people, as well as the government funding, because people think that with the new uh, medication, that it's a, it's, a, it's a problem that's solved, but it's not. There's a lot of uh, misconception in the, uh, in the community about what you can do and not do in terms of prevention and how to you know, protect yourself. And it's, uh, it's an uphill battle because the new people, the young people, don't, really get, don't necessarily get it. And... Um, the other thing also that the foundation has, has decided over the years is to actually also support groups that um, are in the gay community that are not necessarily HIV AIDS, basically like groups that deal with homophobia, sports groups, different types of groups that really help the community. So we, we support both the HIV group and as well the gay and lesbian community groups. So, and I thank you for the answer that you gave because it's a chance for people to remember that even though we've got um, um, cocktails, pills, one-a-days or whatever goes on now, uh, that in the end, um, depending on on, on whether you've got a liberal or conservative government or even sometimes even with the the more generous liberal governments, funding gets cut uh, dramatically and a lot of uh, aid service organizations rely on that to provide the very good work that unless you're a member of the community, perhaps you don't see. Uh, The outreach, uh, the people to talk to, uh, the educators, the people who are going about explaining uh, stigma, uh, the counselors, the the entire network of, of, of ASOs, aid service organizations that are out there, they're not. They don't. They're 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 funding reliance. So I know that things have dropped. I was speaking with a friend of mine at a pharmaceutical um, uh, company yesterday, and she's you know there's good governance um, rules in effect these days, and and she's always in meetings for um, what they can and can't do, and what they can't do often anymore is just help with cash. And so thank you for the work that you guys do in, 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 in covering some of that. Do you have any idea how much money you have given to um, uh, charities since you began 30 years ago? About, it's about over, over 1.5 million, actually. Astonishing. Astonishing. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite part about this year coming? Um, go. Okay. So this year, the, the theme uh, that we chose, for the, every year we choose, a, we choose a theme, a special theme that goes along with the festival. So this year is Mask. So, you know, like Carnival-esque Mask. The main event is uh, the Olympia Theater this year. The first time we, we're using that venue. It's a huge theater uh, in, near the Gay Village. And um, it's like 
people are invited to come and dress with their masks, different types of masks. They don't need to wear it all night, but I mean, that's basically the theme. And the, way, the reason why we did this is because this year, for the second year in a row, we're um, enlarging the festival to include a, a portion called the Carnival of Colors, which is the, um, basically, it's a, it's a public event. It's a free public event that takes, takes care, that, that, you know, that happens during the day, but also at night, but on different days of the festival. And the reason why we're doing this is that we want it to become like a big festival like the other ones that are happening in Montreal, like you know, Just for Laughs or the Jazz Festival or whatever, that all have a free, completely free and open to the public component of free shows, free artists, free singers, free bands, uh, etc. So we wanted to make a link between our new uh, section of the festival called the Carnival of Colors and the main event so that we decided on the theme mask. It's amazing. I think I think um, kudos with this because you, you're dovetailing beautifully with what Montreal is is famous for. It's not exclusive; it's inclusive, and it doesn't always have to cost you a lot to participate. Um, give me the details. Also, to be totally honest, to be totally honest, I mean that's where the uh, government funding is going these days. <laughs> <laughs> we don't bring dummies on the Sean Pru show. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I appreciate the honesty. No, the regulations in terms of Quebec fund, Quebec government funding for festivals in Montreal has, has switched over the years, and they're giving less and less money to, to festivals that only happen indoors in ticketed events. Well, I think that's right. So, I think that's yeah. correct. Yes. And uh, that's why they want to democratize, you know, the whole thing. And uh, we're totally uh, gung-ho on it. Why not? You know, it's great. Um, give us some DJs because the, the, the boys are listening, the girls are listening. And um, I know, like, Hex Hector is there. Stéphane Grandin is there. Um, yeah. and give us a bit of a rundown because the lineup, uh, you guys have a video on YouTube. We posted it on the GayGuideNetwork.com, which, by the way, you can go to to uh, win tickets to the main event. Uh, that's my, my, my site that we've been publishing for 17 years now. Give us a rundown. Well, the main event actually has um, the men head, headliner is the Cube Guys. It's a duo DJ from Italy. And that's the big... Uh, Who everyone's talking about. Yes, the Cube guys are called. They're really cool, and they're very good. And also the main event, we're having Celita performing her best uh, remix uh, uh, songs. Just be uh, yourself. <laughs> Can we make sure that we exit this segment with Celita Be Yourself, producer dear? He's looking it up frantically right now. Or music is the answer, or you know, one of those big songs that she has. It's got to be "Be Yourself" uh, because that was my theme song when went back in the day, and my flatmate at the time would be screaming for up from upstairs. So he's like, "Sean, not again!" Because <laughs> I had that thing on loop. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing that's great that she's doing is that Stefanjo actually is remixing some of her hits, and that's the that's the version that we're going to hear at the main event. So it's going to be a little different. Oh, nice. Cool. Yes. Then we have. Uh, the second part of the main event is, is with X Hector and Angel Morris. So basically what we're doing this year, since we're doing also the Carnival Colors, we've decided to split up the main event in two parts uh, for obvious reasons, because you know our team can't be producing a big free component of the festival called Carnival Colors and do actually another huge event in one a whole night. So we're doing like uh, more specified venues for the main event. The people really, really like it. Last year, it was sold out. We did 
uh, Metropolis, and then we, we did Club Soto after hours. This year we're doing the Olympia for the main event, and then the second part is at Club Soto after hours. So those are really two great venues, and people can choose. They want to go earlier or later or whatever, or can, they can do both parts as well. And for more information, go to bbcm.org. Robert, I dedicate this song to you, to everyone listening who loves a good party. I wish you much success and joy, and I say thank you for all the hard work you guys have done over the last 30 days. 30 days. Okay, and the thank third, last 30 years, too. Yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> Cheers. The Shot Free Show continues here on SiriusXM Canada Talks Channel 167, uh, where we encourage you to be yourself each and every day. On Canada Talks, Sirius XM 167. For those of you going, what on earth is going on? It's not four in the morning in a dark, dark club in the 1990s. Sean, stop making it feel so. It is the weekend, and I'm glad you're with us. Uh, we were just talking uh, to the gentleman in Montreal who's been organizing the infamous Black and Blue Festival there uh, for 30 years. And Salida headlines on the main event. You can win tickets over on thegayguidenetwork.com where all are welcome. Uh, that is my uh, site that I've been publishing for 17 years. And um, so I was saying that was that was my theme back in the day. Uh, and and then we hit the theme and you didn't get the lyrics. And for those of you who love the song too, I was just like, we need to come back from break with the lyrics. I wonder if uh, Jane Daly uh, of Daily Beauty, at Daily Beauty on Twitter, uh, is, she's a perfume whisperer. Uh, she makes a, a fragrance called Eau de Jane. Uh, she asks a very good question on a pinned tweet that she's got. She's got those, these, these I don't know who these people are, plastique. All the way, though, and she said, are these your beauty gurus? Uh, you guys know I'm a beauty junkie. I've written about uh, beauty and, and, and fashion for the Globe and Mail. And I'm just a big fan of you, Jane. I'm a fan of yours, too. Thank you. Was that the weirdest introduction you ever had, including, like, old house music? It might be my favorite. <laughs> you are such a strong presence in my feed. And I don't mean that you overtweet, but your stuff is conscious and um, interesting and I love that in your uh, in your um, in, in Jane's bio it says not an influencer which is so contrary today <laughs> I appreciate that thank you listen I need to I need to separate myself from the masses somehow well you know um, influencers and, and sometimes I get called one um, I just feel like that's just um, vapid well, and I suppose there's a time and a place, and it depends on how it's being used and yes. how we're using it, and with regards to branding, and I mean, there's a there's a flip side to everything, right? And we can have fun, and I suppose in the early days of all of this, it was fun, it was a little more organic, 
And then slowly but surely, the fakers started coming it's along. It's full of fakers. That's the problem. There you go. Yeah. And it's discouraging. It's discouraging for a lot of people. However, I'm kind of enjoying the, not so much of a backlash, but the enthusiasm for what they like to call the micro-influencers. And these are people with a smaller, more organic following who clearly have true engagement Yes. versus just, you know, purchase likes, purchase comments, purchase followers. If, if you're in the business and if you understand, uh, it's easy to spot, easy to spot. Well, and, and for me as a writer, it, it undercuts um, correct journalism, skill, talent, um, and, and your mastery of, of, of words and ability to sing a song that keeps people reading and or paint a picture that keeps people reading and and so when it's just done with instagram photos uh and 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 people with no social skills <laughs> it's just it's cringeworthy often because you find that if if you track if you track back a lot of these sort of events and and uh um, you know, sort of promotions that are going on, you'll often find that the only people these influencers, quote unquote, are influencing are each other. Each other. And yeah. they're, they're, they're liking for like, they're commenting for comment. They're, they're back and forth on each other's posts. And I don't think they're truly getting engagement. And you're right. You can't purchase um, uh, writing. You can't purchase a writing skill. Uh, and you can't purchase true engagement. You can't purchase people who are saying, I love your writing, please write more, it means so much to me, or this spoke to me, or that spoke to me, or thank you so much for saying that. You can't buy that. No, and, and, and influence is a feeling, I think, as well. So if, if, if you've said something, or I've said something, and I know you will have had this experience, and you've moved somebody in a way, um, then there is a trust now in what you do and what you say and how. And so then later, when you recommend something or you write about something that they can participate in or experience or buy, then then the trust is there. I'll just use, just use a really great example. Our girl Oprah, right? If she says a book is good, we think it's probably a good book. You know, and that, that's influence to me. It's not, um, it's not hearts and thumbs up and things. That's That's a, this isn't even why this, I knew you were going to be like this. This isn't even why where we have you on the show. I knew you were going to be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I knew we could talk about anything. All day. I know. I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. Pour okay. another cup of tea, please. Next topic, boys, go. <laughs> no. So so I I I I love the beauty industry. I uh, I love the fashion industry. I'm a beauty junkie. You should see the amount of products I get. Uh, uh, you know, have. Well, I know you're you're definitely a man for all seasons because I see this in your engagement as well. Is that you really have a broad scope of knowledge, and I feel that your followers and readers and listeners appreciate that as well. Thank you. And and you you like to hear that as well. You want to hear from people and you want their input. And I also think that that's a really key uh, part of true organic engagement thank you and i feel um i feel the same with you listen to us now we're liking each other back and forth back and forth yeah but but um so 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 i i frame that because here's the conversation i want to have how many of you listening have gone into a department store and i do this all the time 
I like to peruse the uh, skincare and stuff like that. And I always ask, could I have some samples? Because they go great into my travel bag. Um, I like trying new things. I like free things. And so we've always been getting samples, haven't we? And nothing, nothing beats that small vial of, of the latest fragrance from your, your favorite fashion house. But is that There's free? There's so many reasons for samples. There's so many. There's so many good reasons. For samples. Okay. And they, they should be free, especially when we're talking on, on a retail scale of large department stores. Yes. Because they're dealing with large distributors like LVMH and uh Companies Louis and Vuitton, just um, Moet Hennessy, just so we know. If, right, if somebody listening the at civilians home. out there, yeah. The Who own Sephora, for example. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they have more than enough product to be able to offer samples to people who want them and this has been done for years however in the world of online business it's become profitable and there are people that people that started doing it themselves and then companies caught on separate companies that actually just sell samples and it is a cash cow so because you're taking a bottle that at 100 milliliters would let's say it would cost 120 dollars and they're breaking it down into three mil samples, and including shipping, they're sending a selling a three mil sample for fifteen dollars. Wow! To do the math. Oh, oh, oh yeah. so, so I didn't know. So, so educate us. So, how did this start? Who's doing it? And this is like that book. Um, crap! It was written by the woman who got banned from all the fashion shows because she oh. said Louis Vuitton is the oh, it's called was called Deluxe and. Was was um, was the uh, McDonald's of luxury, and and this is well, like that I insider. Mean, Take us inside. Well, okay. So the the reason these companies, the 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 sample, the sampling companies that are out there are a little different, and this is why I'm going to be curious to see if the Sephora and the companies that are starting to to say they're not going to sample anymore. I'm going to be curious how, if it works. Because the sampling companies, there are subscription boxes, actually. You can sign up, and for a certain cost, a flat fee, might be $20 a month, you will receive samples. You get, you get more free value if you buy more than one. And there are a lot of small boutique retailers, like Lucky Scent in L.A., and uh, I can think of off the top of my head there's a i think there might be niche essence also in toronto i'm not sure but they will sell you a little sample pack but these are for perfumes that you can't find anywhere you might find them in one boutique different you might different story they're obscure they're hard to find they there are companies that sell samples of vintage perfumes that you can't buy anymore that's that's filling a void in the market and completely makes sense to me now Mark Jacobs Daisy, you can smell that anywhere. I can smell I can. that here right now, frankly, whoever's last in the studio. <laughs> it's, one of the top, it's one of the top 10. Yeah. Like, so Sephora for the longest time and Nordstrom as well would happily, if you went in there and said, I love this fragrance, but I don't know. I'm not sure. I've smelled 10 fragrances. I'm already so confused. Could you make me one or two, three samples? They would happily oblige, pull out an empty vial, spritz a few mils into it and send you home there is proof i'm not sure where it is i'm I'm gonna have to dig that up but sampling makes people buy um a case in point keels 
Yes. I think they're probably the best samplers out there, right? And generous. Skincare, right? Yes, you go generous. To and you don't even have to buy. You can say, I'm considering this. They know it works. They have a whole cabinet behind their cache of teeny tiny little drawers that have samples of pretty much every product they make because they know if you try it and love it, it's very likely you're going to come back and buy it. And it works. Nordstrom is a good sampler as well. They create samples. They don't always have manufacturer samples, but they will make you samples. And there is a rumor going around, and I've seen it on message boards. It's on message boards on Sephora's website as well, that the sampling programs are ending and they're going to start charging. And if you go to Sephora now, you'll notice that they have small packages of samples. Um, and they're probably like $30 for five samples. I mean, I'm a, it could you, be a stocking stuffer. I, I don't know. I would be really pissed off if somebody bought me five samples. It feels greedy in a time when we just have had enough greed and seen 100%. the results of it. And it feels, uh, I, 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 I hasten to, to guess you're much younger than me. I'm 51, though, and I've, I've been getting Darling, samples. What? Older than you. <gasps> Shut up. Well, then I must know what moisturizer you use, Jane, because <laughs> yours works better than mine. <laughs> Do you have a sample? We're, almost, we're practically boomers. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but here's the thing. I've been, I remember going into Clinique when I was 17 years old, and they started trying to tell me what my T-zone was. I was like, girl, girl, girl. So, so I know what my T zone is. So this is how far back it all goes. And I am used to samples. We know more than we, we know more than Yeah, I got this at 17. And and and, and samples are the, the are why I go and buy something that's that's really good and really expensive later because it was amazing. And I just think it feels greedy. There's no good brand rubbed with it. There's no positive brand halo. I think it's a huge mistake. And I think it's going to implode and they're all going to just stop. This is slowly but surely they're going to be giving out free samples again without ever acknowledging that they looked like greedy little girls. I feel like we should put money on that because I think that's a big I think that's a very good guess. I think that's probably going to happen. I can see, like, for example, myself, I'm in the process of uh, acquiring sample vials and I'm going to sell samples on my website. But that's because my perfume at this point is only sold online. And I've had so many messages from people saying, I really want to buy your perfume, but I don't know what it smells like. Do you sell samples? Sell samples. And that's different right and i'd be like okay i think that i've had enough people ask me that i will make it available but it's understandable nobody is really ready at this point or i can't imagine ever i can't um to buy a perfume without ever having smelled it so that makes a hundred let me let me riddle you this because i'm getting the wind up finger and i knew we were going to over talk will you come back on before the holidays maybe give us your top picks for the beauty junkie and then we can continue this conversation Yes. Would you? Would love it. Okay, love I will it. be in touch later today. We're booking the holiday shows right now. And um, Jane, give us your website. Uh, dailybeauty.ca and odajane.ca. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to finally have you on. I've Thanks wanted to do this on. for a long time. The Sean Pre Show continues here on Sirius XM, Canada Talks Channel 167, Thought Revolution Radio. Yo, yo, yo.
back to the Sean Prue Show on Canada Talks, Sirius XM 167. Here's Sean Prue. Here I am, but where's our familiar theme song that's upbeat and chipper and doesn't sound like we're all doing ecstasy, ketamine, and many other drugs on the dance floor in the sweaty, dank, dark nightclub? Well, here's the thing. Uh, Salida, who is the artist behind this huge monster hit from the 90s back in Mardrow, is performing at Black and Blue, and uh, that is the fundraiser going on 30 to do. Uh, It's a fundraiser going on. It's all hitting me now. No, but uh, 30 years ago, this festival began. It's raised over $1.1 million for HIV and AIDS here in Canada, especially in Montreal, Quebec. Uh, And so we're just honoring that and her special guest appearance uh, this Thanksgiving weekend, Canadian Thanksgiving, uh, by playing bits and pieces of the songs throughout the show. Because when you got your own show, you can do that stuff. Hey, let's go to Potomac for the Real Housewives. Just kidding. Uh, let's go talk to a man who's got some interesting stuff to say. We've had the perfumer on, we've had the party producer on, and now we've got someone who is talking about a possible cure for certain addictions to certain kinds of drugs. Uh, this gentleman uh, retired as a colonel after 31 years in the U.S. Army, and Dr. Michael D. Lewis is also an expert on nutritional and holistic interventions for brain health. And uh, I got the most interesting pitch right on time. Uh, Who here knows somebody addicted to opioids, uh, heroin? Uh, Yeah, exactly. Uh, This gentleman who I should bring on now because I've been talking by myself a lot. Come on, Dr. Michael Lewis. How are you today? I am doing absolutely fantastic. How are you guys? Weirdest intro to an interview you've ever had? Nope, not not by a long stretch. <laughs> <laughs> and you've lived then. You've lived. All right, so... Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, been around. This is, this is, well, and you still consult with the Army and the Navy, so you see things. I, yes, I do see things. <laughs> <laughs> you are correct. I, I left a pause there in case you wanted to elaborate, but he does not wish to elaborate, so we'll continue on. Um, so, <laughs> so we're talking about individuals suffering from heroin, opioid use, uh, and, and how they may have help now. Uh, breaking the drug addiction to those things is uh, very difficult. I've seen it. Imagine that CBD oil, which is what can be extracted from the hemp plant, here we are, hemp to the rescue again, um, can help. And so I want you to just take it away and tell us what you found and how it helps. Well, it's not my research, uh, you know, I'll be upfront about that, but it's something that I keep on top of um, because, you know, CBD is a hot topic and, uh, you know, cannabis, whether you're Canada or the U.S., it's everybody's talking about it. And uh, and the other thing everybody's talking about is the opioid crisis and how people get rapidly and, and terribly addicted to opioid or heroin. And cannabis, you know, this plant that's been around for, you know, used for six, seven thousand years uh, it's got some interesting properties, and one of them is it interacts with our, what's literally opioid receptors in our body and can help occupy those, taking away the cravings uh, for opioids and heroin and other terrible things. Well, I want to jump in because I always like to consider Mrs. Buggins. She's our top fan. She lives in the Bible Belt in the States, and she loves the show because she always gets a bit educated. And so what is an opioid? 
opioid? Well, an opioid would be like most commonly you would think of it as somebody that's got severe pain uh, and post-surgical is, would be probably the most common. You have surgery, you get sent home with some wonderful drugs to take away that pain. Um, so the problem is those wonderful drugs that take away the pain are also wonderfully addicting. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, some people, if they've got a, say, an addictive personality or just sort of hits them in one way, is one dose, they can be addicted to it and just can't live without it. I mean, becomes an addiction. And, you is know, cocaine an opioid? Greater tolerance. So. Is cocaine an opioid? Um, no, cocaine is, it's going to be like a close cousin to a, an opioid, but um, if you think about it in those terms. But crystal meth, um, I'm defining it so people understand. Crystal meth, is that an opioid? I, it is not. It's a synthetic um, methamphetamine that is um, that is not not directly again these are like close cousins to opioids but and thank you for the breakdown because I think when I when we say heroin which you just did people who are not aware of what an opioid is and we just say opioid they they probably think that it's well it's it's that powder and this powder and that powder and it's not you're talking about opioids in terms of painkillers and you're talking about heroin in terms of well, heroin Right, heroin. But, you know, like, you know, when they're talking about painkillers, there's a really big overlap between those. I mean, morphine, you know, basically morphine, um, cocaine, uh, they come from similar plants, um, you know, and so like you have surgery. One of the really common things after surgery is you get Tylenol with codeine, which sounds an awful like like cocaine because it's very closely related. Right. So. Um, you know, or Percocet and you know, OxyContin and some of these other pharmaceuticals, uh, that can be, uh, you know, tremendous life-saving things as far as terrible pain, but we do have the potential side effects. And that's some of the things that, you know, that escape drug, that's, that's why people use recreational drugs, you know, whether it's cocaine or methamphetamines or... Uh, crystal meth or whatever, it's an escape. So, and, and it is. Every, I think we've, we've talked about this in, in so many different ways on the show. I mean, everyone wants to feel better than they do now. And we, everything you want is because you think you're going to feel better if you have it. And that might be the car, the relationship, the bank account, the slender hips. But it also just might be relief from pain, relief from emotional pain, relief from long-term suffering, relief from PTSD. And so now let's talk about the, this um this interacts how it's in, it's obviously in the brain because this is how your, your specialty is, is is brain work well so when we're talking about cannabis and particularly i i like to separate that out there's you know essentially two versions of cannabis uh, there's marijuana that's you know maybe medical it may be recreational uh, and then there's hemp driver, even more accurately, industrial hemp derived oil uh, that's often called CBD oil. But it's really, you know, if it's a broad spectrum, it's actually derived from uh, from the hemp plant, which is slightly different than your marijuana plant that you grow in the backyard because you want to smoke it and have that escape. Um, I deal mainly with the hemp version uh, because it's much higher in CBD. It, or can be higher in CBD, which is cannabidiol. It's one of those things. There's 
two main cannabinoids in the cannabis plant. There's CBD and then the one that everybody thinks of, THC. THC is the one that makes you high. Um, so this doesn't make them high, anyone high. It reduces right, so their anxiety and cravings. Exactly. And so where I've found it in my practice has been the most helpful is really somebody that's struggling with anxiety, um, hemp CBD oil can be incredibly powerful, uh, life-changing even. And it doesn't have the side effects of the Xanax and the, um, you know, mother's little helpers and things like that. You know, some of these other drugs that are very addicting and have lots of problems with side effects. So if you, you, uh, I know you recommend a CBD product plus CBD oil. Uh, where can we get more information on that, about CBD and its uses, um, and why this formula? Well, you know, plus CBD oil, it's the leading retail brand. They've been around for longer than almost every company out there, uh, which says a lot. It's kind of the wild, wild west of companies. In the U.S., it's found in over uh, somewhere around six to 9,000 stores because they're growing rapidly. And um, you can find them at, like, holistic uh, pharmacies and good health food stores. And you can find out really more information and can even order online at www.plusplusplusCBDoil.com. And if your listeners use the the discount code RADIO15, small letters, R-A-D-I-O, 15, get 15% off on their order. Let me just um, throw one last question at you because we have used the word anxiety, and I know a lot of people suffer from anxiety, whether it's it's um, it's it's big a big anxiety thing or just even just the day to day. Is this a product that they can take? Because I just don't want people running to take it and 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 not having it um, be the right thing for them. Do you know what I mean? Well, I do, and you know, I just had this conversation with somebody this morning, and and so when I take it, I don't really feel anything, Good. Uh, but I don't really have anxiety, and I'm like, well, then there's really not any reason why you need to take it. But somebody just has that, uh, you know, voice in the back of their head that won't shut down when they're trying to go to sleep at yep. night. That's you know, you may not call that anxiety, but that's the kind of thing that CBD can help with. I call that monkey brain. <laughs> that's what I call yeah, that. Absolutely. So it's good for that. I just wanted to make sure we monkey, weren't. It absolutely helps calm that monkey brain down. Absolutely. Uh, a real pleasure to talk to you, and thank you for the very good work you've done and continue to do. Appreciate it very much. All right. Say care. hi to those real housewives of Potomac for me. I will. <laughs> <laughs> the Sean show continues. Mm-hmm. This is The Sean Pru Show on Canada Talks. It sure is. I'm glad you're with us. Uh, happy weekend to you. It's Thanksgiving weekend here uh, in Canada, and I give thanks to my next guest. His name is Vin Sharma, and he and I have known each other. Well, if I'm 51 now, 
Um, I haven't aged a bit, have I? Not Good at all. Good answer. I was in my mid to late 20s when we met because I decided I wanted to become a big brother. Uh, across North America, we all know what big brothers and big sisters are about, mentoring uh, young men and women who uh, would like a male or female uh, figure in their lives. Uh, and so for four years, we hung out mm-hmm. uh, almost every weekend. Um, not I learned a lot. Did, what did you learn? Oh, all sorts of all things. sorts of things, like uh, how to keep up on a bike. And, uh... We got bikes, and you were the <laughs> slowest bike rider. I was like, I was never ever all that. I don't think I was impatient with you, but uh, that time I was like, come on, man, bike, move your ass. I think you're two feet taller than me. I am. I'm much taller than you, and and uh, and then there was the medieval times thing, and nothing, no offense uh, against medieval times, but you and I left there. And we both hated it. <laughs> you know, and I've been back years since, and I actually like it. Do you like it? I actually like I'll it. never like it. There's nothing. There's nothing in that for me. But one of the things, and I'm just, I just want to say this on behalf of big brothers and big sisters. Uh, I was, I was hesitant at the time to um, apply, only because I just sort of thought that I, I'm a guy. I do not like sports. Uh, that's it. And a lot of guys do. And I thought. I'm going to be hard to match up with. And then I got, I got matched with, with Vin, Vinash, and, 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 and you didn't like sports or you had low interest in sports. But I you still lo- have very low interest Oh, in good boy. I did teach you a thing or two, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but, I, and you, um, but you liked dinosaurs and you were interested in mythology. Still. And all my childhood, dinosaurs and mythology thrilled me. So it was, a, it was the perfect match. And I just want to say to you, if you're considering ever doing something like this, don't think you won't be matched up with someone who's just right for you. And those four years, because they closed the file after four years, I think you turned you turned 16 or something? Something like that. Something, yeah. something. I think it was 12 to 16 or whatever. And you don't have to do it for four years. Maybe it's just a year. But it was very rewarding, and then you... F- we still talk all the time. We still talk all the time, and you did something. <laughs> I saw it on Instagram. I said, you have to come in. This is so right for Thought Revolution Radio. I'm um, With pleasure. So you've become a jeweler. I love the piece that you're wearing. It's a Thank pendant. you. I made it yesterday. Thank you. And I have a beautiful one that you made me, and it's on my bag. I love here. that one, yes. Yeah. Ruby and Peridot. Ruby Your birthstones. Yes, yes. And, mm-hmm. and so... You make these beautiful pieces. Tell us about your business really quick, but then I want to tell about the the, the uh, fun we're going to have with SiriusXM yeah, uh, Canada I'm, Talks um, host uh, uh, Shapiro, Todd Shapiro. I almost said Robert Shapiro. <laughs> He's dead. Todd Shapiro. Go ahead. Okay. Divine Gem Collections is uh, is the name of the company, and yes. uh, what I do is I design uh, bracelets, pendants, uh, rings, and... Um, anything else I can kind of come up with. Um, been doing this for the, well, since January, actually. So I haven't been doing it too long, um, but I've been getting a lot of good feedback, your especially stuff for is, what I've been doing. Yeah, your stuff is really interesting and beautiful. I know it's all handmade. And now, so this is what I see on Instagram. Can you pass me? Actually, yes, just read. Just read. Uh, let, me, let me describe it to the listener. I'm going to grab it from you. Okay. Um, so it is a. Do you leave these? Uh, just do you leave this out um, in the bag? I leave it in the bag okay. just because of the fact okay. that I usually leave it outside. So. Okay. So we have a small. Oh, I 
guess you could fit a few bags of cocaine in here. No. A lot. <laughs> a yeah, lot. quite a bit. But it's not quite a sandwich bag. It's about a half a sandwich bag. Zach, the temp producer, doesn't know what he's walked into here. I'm just joking. A lot um, less pot, though. A lot <laughs> Less pot than cocaine in this bag. Okay, I don't know why this is taking a turn, but it is the Sean Proof show. Uh, so there's a uh, beautiful pendant, and and tell us what the uh, gem is. Um, you know what, I uh, I picked these up at the beach. Um, oh, so nice. they're Ontario gemstones. If it's you very beautiful. It's I believe it's black mica. Black mica. Mm-hmm. Um. So so and then and then. There's. Do you remember Alice in Wonderland? Remember how it said "Drink me"? And okay, so so Vin, you read what this says. So uh, day thirty-six. That's today. Uh, Hundred days of kindness. Take me. Stay strong, brave, and beautiful. I can't stress enough how important you are. Have a wonderful day. And then just my website: www.divinegemcollections.ca. This is this is everything that I love. This is kindness. This is uh, surprising somebody in their day. This is giving, this is serving, and then it's also good marketing uh, for yourself. And Why not? I used to do uh, workshops uh, on law of attraction and, uh, and manifestation um, for, for about three years. And at the end of workshops, because I work in a business where I'm sent a lot of stuff, swag, you'd call it, I would take it and I would give each person some swag. And it was always about, you know, making yourself feel good. How can you make yourself feel good? And one way to make yourself feel good is to make someone else feel good. So the swag wasn't theirs to keep. It was theirs to give. And so it was in envelopes. It was packaged or whatever. And then they would send me photos. Like some guy went for a tan after his workshop and he left it on the seat for the next person or the attendant to find. And there were good gifts. There, there were, there were, it was good stuff. And just like you have good stuff, why are you doing it? What, what's making you put time and effort into this? So there was an artist in the UK. Uh, her name is Olivia Fletcher. And uh, she started crocheting flowers and leaving them around. Um, she did it 100 days. So um, her Instagram is at crochet. Um, I took the idea because what she was trying to really do was just inspire positivity, just inspire acts of kindness. So it worked. And I think everybody, no matter where you stand politically, no matter where you stand religiously, no matter where you stand in the world and what's going on in your heart and your mind and in your family and at work right now, we all can agree on one thing. It's a turbulent time. And I think that to make someone's day brighter, to the degree you never know um, what your words do to somebody that you say to them, you don't know how positively you affect somebody with an act like this. And so I applaud you. I really did well. Look at, I'm going to take all the credit for this now. What a good mentor I was. What a great big brother I was. And this is all on you, my friend. And, uh, and I think it's inspire. been... You did inspire. You did inspire. You're very kind. And, and I, was, I was really only joking with that. But because my business is about uh, putting out positivity as well, whether it's just through a laugh or through some interesting conversation or through practical techniques, um, I get back often. You don't know how what you said in your Instagram or your Twitter today was exactly what I needed to hear. And Oprah was on the show here once, and she said the joy of being human is that we get to do this for each other. Because I thanked her. She changed my life. And she said, "Thank, I'm so glad I played a part in it. So you're playing a part in somebody's life that you don't even know. And, and, and if you're not 
um, buying into this. I'll tell you a real quick story, and then I'll tell you where we're going to put this this special gift that you've you've brought in. Uh, a clerk said to me one day, well, she burst into tears because I was kind to her, but no kinder than I would be at any store. I'm not perfect or anything. Trust me. I like good customer service or else, but I was just being myself. And, and she said, I just have been feeling so down about myself. And you being so kind to me makes me feel nice. And I haven't felt nice in a while. And, um, and she said, so thank you just for being nice to me today. I needed that. And I'm tearing up because I re- you realize just by being courteous to somebody, sometimes that's, that's, the, that's the lift up they need by being courteous. I was, that, I was no better than that. And so what you're doing is powerful. And this is what I want to do. We'll see if it works. Uh, before we sign off, I just want to say, give us your website one more time. DivineGemCollections.ca. Give us your Instagram. It's at DivineGemCollection. Give us all the money in your wallet. <laughs> There's not very no, much. No, tried, tried. <laughs> He's not the pushover he used to be, folks. Uh, so uh, the Todd Shapiro show uh, airs here. Is it at five or five thirty? Five. Not that I don't always listen to you, Todd. Uh, and so uh, I'm in here, uh, uh, and I'm I, I'm gonna miss him. But can we leave that on Todd Shapiro's chair? Of course. All right, and we'll find out later how it goes. Uh, in the meantime, uh, I'm Sean Pru, and I just want to encourage you to be yourself. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to The Sean Pru Show on Sirius XM 167. Canada Talks.